What's up, everyone? Welcome to the most must-hear podcast. Welcome to Off the Job. Season two keeps rolling. We have an Olympic chick who had zero gimmicks, a skating champion to a graduating physician's assistant. Her accomplishments are nothing short of miraculous. Please welcome U.S. figure skater, Hall of Famer, Kimmy Meisner. Welcome. Yes, thank you. Thanks for having me. Welcome. How things been, Kimmy? All the time, put me up like that every week. That's awesome. I know, right? <laughs> Tony's Dude, got I, a gig, man. He he's <sighs> definitely got a niche for the the pump up intro thing. He can yeah. run with that. I I, I <laughs> maybe tattered it in the beginning there a little bit, but I came back and I came back real strong. It's like when you well, fall that, down, right? You, you fall <laughs> down and you just got to keep on going. That's right. That's how you finish. <laughs> we're we're one cut here, so whatever happens the first time, we keep on soldiering through. So I like it. So we, we've recently have been on a little hiatus because, um, well, I, I recently had a kid and found out how difficult that is. Um, awesome. Congrats. Yeah. Thanks. thanks. <laughs> and then we're, we're also trying to buy in this incredibly tough market here where I feel like people from California and New York just sell their sell their little rinking ding homes for a million dollars and and come to my beautiful state of Pennsylvania, the Commonwealth, and uh, just <laughs> buy everything with cash you're just like bags of money here you go like yeah i know we're trying to buy too and it's like why why are we doing this right now (laughs) it's a nightmare so this is our now this episode probably come out in may so this is our may olympic special all Um, right we originally wanted to try and do this in february march when uh you know olympics was going to happen but uh, our listeners, they listen to a subpar podcast, and uh, Kimmy's terrible at texting back. So, <laughs> the worst. Uh, so, so we finally came to fruition, and we're going to try and put together the best episode that we can. Um, Love it. <laughs> we're honored to have you on. Uh, I know Scott and Tony, they're not from Maryland, but me growing up in the Baltimore area, I was in high school. Hearing your name, you were 16, I think I was 14, and it was, yeah. I mean, it, was so, it was so cool to be like, oh man, like she's from down the road and she's you know going to the Olympics. Like I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Even though I, I look like a deer, like I look like a de- baby deer on ice when I put, <laughs> you know, try to skate around. But I still thought yeah. it was the coolest thing in the world that you know in that time growing up, like Michael Phelps was young, you had you. There was right. all kinds of big names going on. It, it was awesome. So it's great yeah. to you know almost 16 years later now to have you on and talk, be able to talk to you for a little bit. That's so great. (laughs) Being that you and Zach are both from Maryland and Tony, I just don't understand the state at all. Um, Do you like (laughs) snort old Bay or have a Maryland flag tattoo or do do some other kooky Maryland shit? I mean, old Bay basically runs through my veins. If I were to take you downstairs to the kitchen right now, I've got like at least 30 containers of old Bay. Some large, some smaller ones. Like friends gift me Old Bay, even though I already have so much of it. It's you're, it's a requirement to be. A you're, al- you're also married to to the Natty Bow mascot, correct? Pretty much, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but now with that out, yeah. <laughs> to get the show started, we like to um, start with a segment we call this or that. Uh, basically, it's really simple. We're going to give you a question, scenario, or something like that, and you just tell us this or that, whatever answer you want to give us. Um, you All can. Right either explain why or you can leave it to mystery and just let people's mi- minds run wild on why you selected what you selected so me and right. scott me and scott are gonna judge so oh, oh. i mean so it, <laughs> I'm, I'm normally very judgmental so so the disclaimer oh, is this perfect. is a non-judgmental <laughs> yeah it's, so. it, it, it's the only it's the only time we get to talk back to a pa exactly 
Yeah, exactly. Bring it on. <laughs> All so the So the first one, you got to pick your favorite movie. Ice okay. Princess, Go Figure, or Blades of Glory? Okay, I definitely, I despise Ice Princess, so let's just get that out there. <laughs> okay. That's okay. A, a definite no for me. It's got to be Blades of Glory. Yes. The crazy oh, thing yes. is Blades of Glory is like the closest skating movie that I've seen to like real life skating, which is, which is sad a little bit. No way, <laughs> really? <laughs> Have you, ever, closest... have you ever attempted the Iron Lotus? Iron Lotus? No, I can't say I've given that one a shot. I value my head a little too much, you know. Just a... <laughs> I just know if you got a little frisky one day, you're like, we're going to try it. It's going to happen. Let's go for this. I did do pair skating for like a hot second. And then I was like, wait a minute. I'm like, I can't be a team player. So <laughs> oh, yeah, I got you. <laughs> you know, for me. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'm out. I'm just going to do my own thing. I'm just disappointed you didn't include cool, cool runnings. I mean... Technically, a bobsled yeah. bob is on skates-ish. Yeah, eh, that's oh. a stretch. <laughs> that's a big stretch, but I do love cool runnings. Oh, man, what's what, what, what do they say? Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. It's all you. Oh, no. I, God, I don't I remember. I'm so bad at movie quotes. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm so bad at movie quotes, too. I don't know why yeah. I brought that up. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why you embarrass yourself. <laughs> I don't know why you embarrass yourself. Th- you'd be like, oh, Tony, it's bobsled time. I was like, Tony, have you seen this movie? He's like, no, never. I'm like, Tony, that's like a classic. And he's never seen it. I'm yet. also younger than you. I know. I like, Not by much. Not young enough. Yeah. <laughs> how old do right. you think all of us are? All right. Next question. Yeah. There was a question. I know. I there was like three questions in there. But the next part of the structure in our episode, the next structured question. <laughs> Stick into it. Stick into it. Stick into it. Who would you rather beat in competition? Michelle right. Kwan? Or uh, Sarah Cohn. It's like if you had, if, if, yeah, if you had to put that, uh, like, like that pride above you, which one would be better for you? Well, I did actually beat Sasha before, so uh, that yeah. did, it did feel good. Um, it's got to be that... Michelle because she's the best of all time in, in oh, skating. Yeah. So did I say be... Sarah by accident? I may have. Yeah, but that's okay. I'm sorry. There's Sarah Hughes and Sasha. It's okay. I'm, at least you know who I was talking about because I've read through the no- my notes. The glasses apparently don't work very well. So <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, I'd have to go with Michelle just because I never did beat her, and she's like my idol. And it would just be it would be a wild time if I had ever finished oh, yeah. it. Yeah. So if you had to pick, if you are skating in competition and you had to do like a crazy like um, costume because you guys do wear wear pretty you know elegant costumes. If you had to do one of those inflatable T Rex costumes. <laughs> Or a firefighter get up, like the helmet, the pants, that coat, and everything like that. Which one would you pick? It's got to be the firefighter outfit. Not just because I'm talking to you guys, but my brother is also a firefighter. So it has oh, to yeah. be like prepping. Yeah, yeah. There it is. Always comes up. Right? Yeah. Like we, yeah. We're going to ask, like, do you, got, do you know anyone in the fire service? Because, like, why, why would you do this podcast? Talk to three lame losers that, that <laughs> ride, ride an ambulance and, and only know how to put wet stuff on the red stuff, and that's it. Like, <laughs> and you guys spoke great to my heart when you told me what you did i was like i have to because this is like in my family too <laughs> perfect well we appreciate it well, i appreciate you guys oh thank you i can only imagine because i never figure skated because yeah <laughs> i'm a lame i'm a lame loser paramedic named named zach um would you rather have dull skates for 30 minutes or skate outside and it happens to be like a modest 35 degrees so you have no jacket but mm-hmm. I'll, like me I'll allow a long sleeve shirt for you. Wow, that's nice of you. Yeah, it's just cotton. Yeah, just a cotton shirt. So it doesn't. Nothing excited. <laughs> um. Well, 
I've, I feel like I've done both of those at some point in my career. So I've had to do shows before outside and like, it's just miserable. Like there always shows up in New York city at those outdoor rigs there during like the peak of winter. So it's just a nightmare. Oh. It's like snowing. And I'm just out there in my little dress. Like, you know, what, why did I get into this career again? <laughs> right, wait, like, so, do you get paid good money to go out in like 12 degree weather while it's like windy as heck? Like you, I that. just, I wonder sometimes, is it, was it enough? Like really was it yeah. worth it? <laughs> I would yeah. be getting paid for it, but I'm like, is this enough? <laughs> I mean, t- Tony asks himself that question like every shift. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, it's like when right. a hobo takes a shit on me pretty much. So. Oh, lovely. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, Zach, Zach's in the waiting room here. Like Should a cold, admit, cold weather one. Just cold weather one. Yeah, I think so. Cause like having dull skates is like honestly the worst thing ever. And like, okay. you can suck it up for a few minutes, like three, four minutes of doing a program and you get a little bit warm as you're going. So I could feel like I could suck up the cold weather. So like not the shitty rentals from uh, like the library uh, or Central Park in New York? Uh, no, those are my nightmare. That's going to lead to like a question that we have all the way down below in our show notes, but uh, yes. right, <laughs> we'll get to it. Uh, sub, sub, sub question here. Um, going back to the inflatable T-Rex costume, like, have you done shows like Disney on ice or is that like, do you kind of frown upon them? Are you like, eh, no, I, I, I don't frown upon them, but no, it's never something that I've done. Um, Disney on ice is actually, it's really challenging because they'll do multiple shows a day and, um, they're yeah. pretty, they're pretty strict on their skaters in terms of, you know, making sure that they're a certain weight and making sure that, you know, they're kind of doing what they have to do. So they're, they're pretty tough on on the skaters, but I've never personally done any of those shows. There's also like cruise ship shows. A lot of my friends did after they were done competing. Same thing. They really, you know, cool. really fight with it, but yeah, yeah. They get to travel all over the place. I mean, it's, it's hard. You're doing a lot of day and you're obviously on a moving boat and everything, but like, there's like so many different, different avenues of skating once you're done competing. But I've only, after I was done competing, I just went right into professional type shows, but never anything that was like, I wasn't skating just as like myself, you know, would, would you have liked to? Like a crew, like a, Maybe. I feel like it could be fun. Like, I know it gets yeah. annoying, but like you do like two shows and then you, I mean, you got the rest of the day to do kind of yeah. whatever. You're just a, I think another I'd like customer. I think I'd like to do the cruise ships. Cruise ships would have been a lot of fun. Yeah. Getting to go, um, go around and do everything. Yeah. So how, how warm are the arenas normally? Like where you actually do skate or the rinks? They are, they're so hot. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Actually to the point where you're just like sweating, pouring sweat. <laughs> just, you just want to roll around on the ice and cool down a little bit. <laughs> yeah yeah let me just lay here for a second <laughs> you know what this is this is the one time i'll do the triple axle and you know i don't mind falling because i need to just yeah. just melt away yeah exactly let me just get down here <laughs> look at that tony did his homework he said a skating word did <laughs> <laughs> well it's so funny because like uh before the show my wife came in and talked to kimmy for a few minutes because she used to ice skate and I enjoy watching figure skating when they do either nationals or during the Olympics, but it's so funny because I I know how my wife feels now. Like when we watch football or like baseball or something like that, because she'll be like, Oh no, they messed up. Oh, they shouldn't have done that. Or they, they, they took off on the wrong whatever's or whatever. I'm like, I have no idea what she's talking about half the time. Like, yeah. And she tries to explain me what a different like move is different. Anything. I have no idea. I know. Yeah. The best part now. So I've, I, my husband is like getting pretty good at recognizing a lot of these things. So he'll call out certain things that different skaters are doing. Oh, and it's like oh, the evolution over the years <laughs> where I'm like, oh, I know you've been with me long enough when <laughs> 
now you're looking at this and you're like, oh, that's the wrong edge. Or like, they've che- they cheated that jump, you know, that looked like crap, you know? <laughs> it's funny to hear him say that because I'm like, you're right. I, I feel that exact same way. I can't believe you're like picking this up. Well, we give props to your husband because I, I don't know. I, I, I yeah. can't relate. I, I'm, I'm, uh, my wife's a nurse. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, we go to the hospital occasionally because we ride the ambulance. Yeah. So we, we, we kind of know medical terms. So I'm, I'm good on that aspect. But um, yeah. Uh, and yeah. Scott doesn't have yeah, a girlfriend. I'm, I, I'm the group bachelor. I kind of just want to ride the yeah. as you can see. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's a nice pad. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice pad. <laughs> so last question would you rather have cheeto fingers or wet socks <laughs> this is the question i've been waiting for my whole life i knew it um cheeto fingers or wet it's gotta be cheeto fingers has wet to, socks has to be cheeto thing. fingers it has to be yeah. cheeto fingers yeah then i know i've been enjoying a good snack <laughs> better than then, the stupid wet socks oh it's a nightmare and then your your dog your dog has a little little leftover flavor there yeah road snack it's fine there you go <laughs> all right so we made it through this or that it was a quick rundown for those that don't know who kimmy is kimmy was a 2006 world champion figure skater she also competed in the torino italy games in 2006 as well she competed in the four continents she was a four continents champion in 2007 she was inducted to the u.s figure skating hall of fame in 2020 mentioned by tony and also, she became a physician assistant in uh, 2021 just to keep up her amazing life. So <laughs> yeah. we're going to run through and talk about a couple of things and, you know, have a good time. Kimmy, take us through the buildup. When the buildup to the Olympics, mm. when did it sink in that you had a chance and what kind of feeling was it? Yeah, so I, the year before the Olympics, I had kind of had my, I don't know, I don't know the right word for it, but I pretty much like came up onto the senior scene. I came in third behind Sasha and Michelle. And that was, I was 15 at that point. So that was like my first year senior. And it was like, I kind of like had it in the back of my mind, like it was a possibility, but I really was expecting to go, or if I was even going to go to the Olympics to the one after 2006. And then I started my season and I just kind of was building some steam. I was doing pretty well at my internationals. And it was, again, it was kind of like there, like, it's definitely a possibility. Like, I think I could get back on the podium again because I already did it once. Like, I knew it was possible to do again. And then when I got to nationals, which is our qualifier for the Olympics, I was actually just super sick, had a nasty, like, flu, cold, something. It was just awful. Couldn't really train very well, like, leading up to it and even when I was there. So I was a little bit like, I think I was in fourth after my short program. So it was sh- shaky at that point. <laughs> whether or not it definitely like wasn't a given for me. And I just, I don't know. I just like went out there and I just had it in my head that I was like, I'm, I'm getting myself on this team and I, I know I can do this. I know I can get through this program and, and do it. So really wasn't until I finished, finished my program that I thought, okay, like I definitely have a shot now. I feel like I never really let myself think about getting on the team until I had finished kind of that program. And then I like allowed myself to think about it. And then after you make the Olympics, it's just a whirlwind of just like trying to stay focused, but also like trying to celebrate and just be excited about it. And, you know, you still got to train, you still got to go and compete. And it's like, it's just a whirlwind, like media and just, you know, going back and doing different shows leading up to it. But it's just such school. Yeah, no, no, I was always in regular school. Good old Maryland public schools. Good old Maryland public schools. Yeah. So there was that too, like trying to go back to high school where like, I used to try to stay under the radar and just kind of like went in, did my classes and then left early to go to the rink. And now all of a sudden I came back and like everybody 
like oh yeah new i'm sure buzz. everybody yeah yeah and they were like talking to me now and i was like oh my gosh like oh, <laughs> just like still a shy 16 year old and like you know <laughs> so, so when did it hit you when you got invited like when you walked through the opening ceremony when you got the olympic village like when was it like oh fuck this is actually real <laughs> so the first time that that really sunk in was my did my first practice on olympic ice and i was skating over the olympic rings they had painted under there and i was like wow this I'm is sure real was, yeah i'm sure that was <laughs> awesome to... it was awesome it was awesome but yeah it made me just be like oh my gosh this is like really happening was <laughs> it really like the fastest happen. slowest moments of your life yeah because yes. I, I i think we could all agree like when you're going through a dispatch house fire and it's actually on fire, like yeah. you could be in the back of the rig gearing up and you see flames and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden you're back at the station and you're like, what the fuck just happened over the past yeah, right? hours? Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. It's like that same feeling. You just have like so much adrenaline pumping through you. And then you're like, Oh my God, I'm done already. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> that happened? Yeah. And like, I used to always the night before I'd be sitting there going like, okay, I've got like eight more hours until like the fate, my fate is decided. <laughs> like just sit there like think about it be <laughs> the night before <laughs> do you remember the night before you went on uh how was that sleep were you did you get some sleep were you restless was it does anyone sleep the night before the olympics yeah. i couldn't yeah. imagine yeah i did not I, I remember my short program too like we it was just a random draw and i skated second out of like 40 skaters like it oh, was geez. ridiculous yeah so i was like bright and early my practice was at like 4 30 in the morning oh, or something God. ridiculous yeah so and it was the very first time I was going to be competing. Get a 16-year-old up at 4.30 in the morning? Oh, uh, yeah. It was <laughs> I did not sleep that night at all. And then I skated in my program. I did well. And I just had to wait for all 40 skaters to find out, like, okay, like, where am I going to fall here? Because you yeah. want to be in the group going into the long program. And I did. Like, I made my way into the last group, but it was so long. But, yeah, I did not sleep. I did not sleep the night before I competed. I, I was, like just knowing I was in the last group and I was with metal contenders and I was like, Oh my God, like, again, this is happening. Yeah. No sleep. <laughs> so for you, like, you know, what you're going to Olympics, you're going through nationals and you mentioned like you're 16 years old, 15, 16 years old. Like how did you at that age? Cause I couldn't imagine dealing with that stardom. Yeah. I would say stardom. Cause I mean, you became a name, like a, a name around Maryland. Mm-hmm. You, you were known around your high school. I mean, for a 16 year old, I mean, back, I mean, this is a big deal for as far as Maryland's concerned. You got an email from Cal Ripken telling you a good job. I mean, yeah, you didn't got, they, didn't they name the street after you? They did. Yep. Oh, that's sick. God damn. Yeah. But you know, like in classic style, like I just have to always be a little bit awkward at like everything that I do. <laughs> and so the, the day they were like unveiling the street name, you know, I was like there on the street and they went to go pull the, tarp down it landed directly like on my head and i'm like why just why does this happen to me (laughs) (laughs) why could it just be not that (laughs) and then on top of that you went to the today show to talk to katie couric and then you even went to the white house to meet president bush i mean for for 16 years old though like that's that's a big that's a big deal how did you handle all that i mean that's pressure that's stress like at 16 that's I couldn't imagine yeah I mean you know as I kept competing when I got a little bit older when you're 16 and kind of going through this stuff I don't it's weird it's like you know it's all happening and it's you know it's exciting but then as you get a little bit older I feel like you get more awareness of like what it means to succeed or fail at something 
Like when I was 16, it was just kind of like, I'm just, you know, I'm just going about it. This is just my life. Like Katie Kirk's just my girl. Like it's fun. <laughs> just more kind of in the moment, I guess. Yeah, very much in the moment. As I got older, I feel like that was when I really started feeling the pressure a lot more and kind of understanding that, you know, there's a lot of expectation and, you know, Bel, Bel- Air is like counting on me to keep representing them well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's more so when I got a little older. But at that point, I was like, you know, I compete against these people that I'm competing against at the Olympics, I've already competed against them all season. So it wasn't a shock to be with these high level, you know, top contenders. Good. And that's, that's, I guess guess your, 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 your base or your foundation at home definitely got you in the right mindset for all that stuff then. So. Oh yeah, definitely. I definitely found it interesting uh, earlier. You said that you, you were sick and you still had to compete. Yeah, you came down with the flu. That's like some Michael Jordan stuff right there. You know, <laughs> yeah. putting in the playoffs, uh, pro- yeah. probably you know tougher because uh, you got to do all these spins. You know, I know um, and not puke so, your brains out. Yeah, yeah. So, well, Simone Biles uh, over the the twenty twenty one Summer Games here yeah. um, struggled with the twisties. Right, the twisties. Right. Is yep. it possible for you guys to get uh, twisties like just doing so many spins? And- you know, because that was very public and like you should she, under a microscope. But... Like, what what do you do at that point? Like, yeah, I mean, you know, it's kind of like, you know, what she had to do with take herself out of the competition. I mean, you have to put yourself first, especially in something like that where you're going upside down. Um, in skating, for sure, you just have these off days. And I mean, you can fight against it as much as you want, but like, it's just some days you just can't do it. And, you know, generally can end up going up in the air okay but come down a little sideways you know we're not going upside down luckily in freestyle at least you know in pair skating is a whole other story because they are doing all that crazy stuff but um (laughs) for me it was just kind of like if it's happening you just got to try to like power through it like I had one of my worst performances at nationals and I was just having a week like that where I was totally mentally not in the right headspace I could not do anything in practice. I was kind of like all over the place and the same thing happened in, in competition, you know? So yeah, it's hard. You got to either push through it or you have to sideline yourself, you know, same thing like in baseball, like they get the yips or I think or something like yeah. that. So, the yips right? gets them every I mean, time. Yeah. You just got to power through, you know, your pitcher and all of a sudden you're going way off here, I guess. So, <laughs> so I don't know. I'm going to bring it back to your stardom real quick. Okay. So how was the, I'm going to metaphorically call it a crash after like you finish the Olympics, you go home and stuff like that. You end up on all these shows, you end up at the white house. Mm -hmm. And what about like the mental like crash of like, Hey, I've done all this now. Now what do I do? Uh, Did you experience any of that? Because like, like you walk into an apartment after a long, like a long week and you're just like, uh, what do I do in my life now? Yeah. No, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty tough. And it's a bit, it's just a huge crash. Like you come back from the Olympics and you're just kind of like, everything's quiet. There's nothing going on. You know, the excitement, it's just hard to live up to that same level of excitement and, you know, just that same level in general. So I say that trying to reel it in related to us, because I mean, yeah, I like if any of us have been on deployments or anything like that, because a lot of states have like, federal USAR teams and stuff that go on deployments for extended period of time. Mm-hmm. And after you deal with a larger emergency like that, like you get home and I I've been there, you get home and you're like, uh, what do I do now? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you guys ever saw um, that documentary with Michael Phelps, the weight of gold. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I remember Sean White, I think he's the one who said it where he was like, yeah, you come off the high of the Olympics and just get home and you're just sitting by yourself in your apartment. It's just quiet. You're just kind of like, well, what the hell do I do now? And it's just like, it's everyone goes through it at some point. Like I, I coach skating down. I try to tell my students that, you know, no matter what level that it is that you're at, I, you know, you feel so connected to what you're doing, whether it be being in the service, you know, doing a sport at some point that ends and then you got to live with whatever the heck is coming. <laughs> and it's definitely difficult. Tony, do you have a question? You raised your hand. Well, no, I, I, I can, I can relate because, you know, every Christmas, a whole bunch of people bring, bring us cookies. Right. So like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Every, every Christmas, especially when I was younger, cause I, you know, been been doing this, you know, since I was young. So they bring us cookies and <laughs> you get all these cookies and you eat all these cookies. Then you go home to, to your regular old apartment. Mm-hmm. There's no cookies. It just yeah. sucks. Yeah, yeah Olympics and, and a lack of cookies are really, I mean, they're so fucking close. I love, I love the connection you made there, Tony. <laughs> the great, great metaphor. Great connection. Just, just trying to relate. <laughs> yeah, no, it's hard. I mean, for me, the post-Olympics crash was was so difficult and then I had to get ready for worlds and then you only have a quick you have a quick turnaround it's the next month is worlds so it's kind of like you, know, you gotta get your shit together and stop like stop focusing on what happened and look ahead but the really hard challenge is when you're just completely done with the sport and so much of your identity has been wrapped up in that and especially if you do succeed really well at this and you know like you know people at my high school know about it or people just in my hometown know and everything that I did is connected to that. So when they see me, that's what they see. And it's really hard to then like move past that identity and find something else that you can become. Uh, I feel them. like we've had that conversation because it's the same, like you do 25, 30 years of firefighting and then you hang up. Yeah, what, yeah. and, I mean, yep. you can see in every one of our, well, except Zach's there's, there's <laughs> fire memorabilia in all of our places. Yeah. Like it's kind of a lifestyle after a while. And then you're like, uh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Do I deliver stuff? What do I do now? <laughs> yeah, what's so, the next next step? <laughs> apparently, next step is to become a PAC. <laughs> Took me many years to get to that. Point. Jump. <laughs> but hey, you know what? You got there. That's all that matters. I did get there. I know. I think I feel very fortunate that I did get there. So many people like it's kind of stuck in that rut of what they were doing and never moving past it. I like had a really great support system. So even when I was training and kind of going through all the stuff, you know, my parents made sure that education was. A priority they made sure to remind me every day like you know you're not just this you can be more than that you know they kind of are the ones who pulled me through the really like you know my like right. very depressed state after i was done competing and then i got my degree in english first so there was okay, that yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever i i have a de- i have a degree in political science and i'm a paramedic and a firefighter so it's helping right, no <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So I went that route. I was like, this is great. And I like, love it. And I really did love, love it. I'm glad I got my degree in it. But then afterwards I was like, okay, now, now what? <laughs> now what do I do with this? Yeah. Yeah. Was a PA, was a PA ever in your mind? Was it like, or even like, okay. Yeah. Fi- yeah. Fi- like figure skater, like, okay, m- maybe I want to be a PA when I get older or did you just kind of something happen to you or you just picked it out of a book and you're like, I'm going to do this. Cause this sounds interesting. <laughs> so for the longest time I was like, I'm going to be a PT. That was my big goal in life after I was done skating. And then I, I worked at multiple clinics as a tech trying to get all my hours and like getting prereqs and stuff. And then 
I don't know. I was just like, it just doesn't like feel right. And my mom, my dad's a podiatrist. So my dad has worked with PAs before. And my mom and dad both were trying to tell me like, you know, you should do PA. Like, I think you'd like it. You'd be good at it. And of course I was like, no, I can't do anything that you suggest to me. So I have to go. <laughs> Gotta be a rebel. <laughs> I had to be a rebel and like do the opposite. So my parents kind of like dropped it, but they were the first ones to even bring it up to me. And I had gone and shadowed a PA and I thought she was pretty cool, but I was kind of still like, no, no, I'm going to go this route instead. Um, and so after I got my degree in English and I was kind of just messing around doing shows for a little while, then I started looking back at it again because I still really wanted to be in healthcare and I just had to figure out what, what side of it that I wanted to do. So I looked at, I thought about maybe becoming an EMT or something like that. And there then I went, no, 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 then, you, then you blew 100%. that to all of us. Yeah, you, <laughs> You 100% picked the right field. Yeah, you definitely yeah, 100% <laughs> picked the right route. Well, I'm um, happy with yeah, it's, it was uh It just stunk having to go back and get all my prereqs. And I was like, why did I do English again? <laughs> <laughs> right. So in September of 2021, you you graduated and became a, a physician assistant, correct? Um. Yeah, I, I graduated in like, I don't know, May, August, something like that. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, do, do you, you Do you have a specialty right now? Um, yeah, so I work at labor in labor and delivery. Oh, nice. L &D. Yeah, I was always like, no, I'm not going to do that either. And I, here I am. <laughs> now, was that your, you know, first choice? Did you want some, do you want to go another route? Or are you kind of happy with L&D right now? That, so it was, I was really torn when I was in school. So I had never even considered like labor and delivery or women's health in general. I was thinking more ER. I like kind of like fast paced and like there's a lot, yeah. there's a lot on the line. That's kind of like what my speed is so thinking more er and then even just surgery i loved my surgery rotation um but oh, then you're, i you're one of them cut them up so you like to cut them up i am i, I love it <laughs> awesome i love nice <laughs> that's right um but i had an awesome women's health rotation and i did ob and i was suddenly like this i could really see myself doing that too and so i interviewed i act i work the hospital that i work at the pas there get to do a lot a lot more than the pas at my rotate on my rotation so i was really excited about that they do surgery oh, nice. That's awesome. area. yeah and then we just have our normal like labor patients as well so every day i go in you can choose one of those three spots so yeah i was super pumped about the job and i've been there since november <laughs> nice now yeah. a lot of people i've talked to in healthcare, either be a nurse or other paramedics or firefighters emts we all have like that one thing that we just cannot stand like mine, like mine is that real rocking UTI smell. That's like an old lady that's been laying and laying in it for like four days. That's mine. Yeah. That that makes me always want to puke. Do you have like that uh, one thing? That is a that's a tough one there because I do know that smell very well. Uh, that's <laughs> terrible. I can't. That that's the I've never puked on a call, but that smell has brought me the closest ever on multiple times. Yeah. I don't know if I have one yet. I get really freaked out about in in the ER like eye things. If something's yeah, in eye freak me out. I feel you. Yeah. Oh really, I, Scott? That's yours. Yeah. Have you ever seen like an object jammed in the eye and it moves around yeah. with your eye? It's yeah, trippy. It's, it's weird. It's, it's gross. awful. That's that gets me. Otherwise, there's nothing at my job currently that kind of gets me feeling squeamish. I've had like I had amniotic fluid shoot in on my face the other day. Ugh. There, yeah, and I was kind of just like. The woman like apologized to me and I'm like, no, no, we're good. I'm just like kept on going. And then I got out and was like, what's happening in my life? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> what the heck? But I wasn't like too grossed out by it, surprisingly. So really the only thing that gets me is like the eye things or like even things on your nails. Like if you get like something like a splinter under your nail or something like ugh, it t- takes me out. Like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. So which, which is surprising because I know we all have friends that work in labor and delivery in some form. Yeah. And uh, question for you, answer it. If, if you don't want to answer, it's completely cool. But I know some of my friends started working in L&D and they were all about kids. And then they were like, there's no fucking way I'm having a kid. God, no. I know. Yeah, man. I, my husband all the time is like, because we've been married now two years, coming up on like three years. So he's like, you know, just, does it make you want kids more or does it make you want kids less? And I'm like, it's just a tricky question. This is hard. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> but, yes. Most times, no. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, I, it's so weird. Labor and delivery is crazy. Like you see the, you know, obviously those incredible moments where everything's fine everything goes really well and then of course we're also getting other patients where it's like just super traumatizing and awful yeah, it's gross it's, yeah well, well, it, yeah, well she, she means actual trauma tony not just gross yeah no I, but it is <laughs> gross sometimes but you know no because <laughs> i've i've delivered two kids as opposed to zach and and, and scott yeah. here and it's like you know being i was the new guy at the time they're like hey get in there and i was like I know. Oh, I highly doubt you want to, you know, 21 year old right, right there, but okay, let's do it. You know, I, I got, I got nine months of training. Let's, let's do this thing. I know that's the other day we had a patient come in. He was a stop and drop and they're like fully dilated. It's just about to happen. And I was working triage that night. And of course I was like, no, just hold, like, hold it in. Like, let me call the doctor. (laughs) Squeeze. Yeah. I'm like, cause normally like our job, we manage them all the way up until delivery. And as soon as they're 10 centimeters, I call a doc, they come in and like, we're just assisting in like, higher risk deliveries. So I, I was like, we're moving her, we're transporting her from like the triage bed to the regular bed. And sure enough, like her water broke. And I was like, oh, oh, oh this no. is happening. This is going yeah, down. First, like, cause I was just standing there like a deer in the headlights, you know, and the nurse was like, put some gloves on right now. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. a lot of towels. so we got through it. Baby was fine. Everything was fine. <laughs> but I, I'm with you. Cause I, I'll, that's like one of the one calls I, I actually get nervous on is maternity calls just because, mm. you know, you know, like kind of like you said, so there's the, the time where, you know, everything goes great and smooth. Everybody's Diesel happy. Therapy. Yeah. They say everybody's yeah. happy. It's, you know, yeah. oh, it's a boy, it's a girl happiness. But then yeah. there's so much that can go wrong that I cannot fix in yeah, the there, field as a paramedic. I'm just like, I just want to get them to the hospital as quick as possible and get them yeah. to it, where they need to be. Because like, like I said, there's just so many situations that I cannot correct. It's right. definitely the call category that has like, there's like three things we can do and that's it. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely tough. I think, you know, a lot of my friends and I, we underestimated it a little bit too. Cause you know, so much, so much of it, you can't see, like even just trying to figure out like how dilated a woman is, you know, I'm like ba- doing it based off feeling. And I'm like, yeah, I went through PA school. Like you don't get to do cervical exams on patients really when you're a student. So it's kind of like, okay, I've been on the job for now a month and I'm kind of still like, is this six centimeters? Is this seven? Like, you know, the baby's having dips in the heart rate and I'm like, now again, I'm just going to turn you on your side and see if that does anything. Like, it's so, <laughs> it's challenging because you got to like really think through the physiology, like what's happening with them to cause these things and try to address it from there. But it's been a ride so far. <laughs> so we've jumped around like we normally do in the show. Yeah, we get we got off a little bit. So we're gonna we're gonna hone it back in. <laughs> there is a question that I did want to hit. And if you yeah. could do any other sport in the winter Olympics besides figure skating, what would yeah. it be? Snowboarding, hands down. Can you oh snowboard? yes. Yeah, yeah. I love I love well, I love all snowboarding in general, but like 
it would be awesome. I like the ones where they, what is it? Snowboard cross where they just pretty much fly down the hill, the yeah. mountain. Yeah, yeah. I like that one. It's just like go fast. You kind of like have to elbow people as you go. Like, oh, I'm down with that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. it's like, like roller derby back in the day. Yeah, I'm bringing yeah. a two by four. Yeah. That's right. Uh, what about Summer Olympics? <laughs> Summer Olympics? Uh, Any desire to run like 300 miles for no fucking apparent reason because we have cars? Yeah. i think you gotta be crazy to do a lot of things but like you gotta really be on a whole new level to just want to do marathons and like do long distance running (laughs) i I agree i agree Um, curling 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 well curling's a winter sport winter winter sport it's the winter yeah um (laughs) didn't they add video games the curling video games no did they add video games to the summer olympics tony stick with it come on now (laughs) Curling video games. That sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, we, we've played so many terrible video games in our lifetime together. You're not Sorry, wrong. all right. I don't know. I feel like, I guess gymnastics, gymnastics is probably the closest to skating. That would probably make the most sense for me. I can't yeah. swim. I sink. Like, I just sink. So it's not really, that's not, not it for me. So you're saying, for, you're saying hey, skateboarding, snowboarding oh. on wheels. They skate. Yeah, that's right. Skate. They just yeah, it is. Yeah, last year, I think. All right. So, Redemption. What right. would your thoughts <laughs> be on if we had like you had to put a regular person in every sport in the Olympics <laughs> yeah. just to put like a standard? Like this is Jim. He's from accounting. We picked him up last week. He's never been skating before. But hey, man, you're on. I would you're on figure skating. Love that. Yes. The, nothing burns my blood more than the keyboard warriors who are sitting there on their couch, you know, bellies out, eating Cheetos, and they are just judging hardcore these athletes. I, I despise that. Like, what? You've never done it. Like, even <laughs> curling. I tried curling one time and like I, I ripped on curling for a while. <laughs> and then I tried it at one of my shows and I was like, wow, this is like so much harder than I thought. I was like wiping out with the one slidey foot and the non-slidey foot. And <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, I, I love think- you. I love your technical terms, by the way. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, that's, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, you know, you can't knock it until you try it, I think. So, yeah, I would love to have just, you know, a person who's not versed in that sport competing as well, just so that everybody can see, like, even, you know, quote, the lowest level athlete here. Is still better than they're working hard. Still, they're still doing something. So, I'll say one of the. I'll tell you one of the. Um, one of the. I still think it's one of the weirdest game uh, games in the Winter Olympics. It was. Uh, it's the one where they uh, do like it's it's cross country skiing and they have to shoot a target and stuff like that. I'm like, I'm like that, but they look miserable doing it because they ski a long time doing it. I'm like, oh my god, there's not a lot of shooting involved. I I wouldn't do it. You can't find me doing that ever. No way. No. A lot of the long nope. distance stuff. I mean, that, that again, that just takes a whole nother level out of you that I'm like, I, I think I'm more of a like. Power walking. Of- Power walking is in the Olympics. I forgot. It, it is. is. <laughs> it's very, <laughs> very this technical too. Yeah. yeah you, you gotta watch the hips. It's like you gotta the, hips, the foot, the foot, like how high your foot comes off the ground. It's a whole thing. I yeah. promise you, I, I, I won't be last at that. I won't be last. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but t- Tony, you and me have the same problem where we're short, so we'll probably be last. Oh yeah, well, 100% no yeah. I, I I got big thighs, so like they'll start chafing eventually too, and it's just a nightmare. That's me. I feel that. <laughs> so, Kimmy, are you disappointed that you because we've all heard about like the wild antics of the Olympic Village? Yeah. At nighttime, 
Are you disappointed that you didn't like hit that at a slightly older age where you could have partaken in some of that absolute shit show a little bit? Yeah. More? Yeah, I think definitely. Like I've definitely missed out on that aspect of it, especially too, because skating's at the very end of the Olympics, at least when I was there. So it's kind of like the, the, the Olympic village was already wild before I was even competing. I had to like move out and go to another spot so that I could like be focused and do my thing, you know, but yeah, I think when you're a little bit older, the experience is definitely different. <laughs> uh, yeah, from what, from what we've heard. It's a, it's a wild time, it seems. <laughs> no, um, we, we, we want to definitely be generous with your time here. So we'll move on to our, our final segment here. Um, okay. to kinda... one, more, one more question, actually, before we yeah. do our segment. Go Sorry. It. I want to get Kimmy running hot. We'll, we'll uh, do a hot take real quick. <laughs> Do from it. our pre-show it sounds like it'll be interesting to hear um we just wanted kimmy's opinions or thoughts on the uh camila valiva uh situation that happened in um th- this past winter olympics and for those of you that don't know uh my terrible spark notes version of it is basically she's 15 16 year old figure skater from russia she was caught she she was tested and a banned substance was found as her urine uh it was ruled that she was able to uh still compete but uh, if she meddled, there was some kind of weird things going on in there. So uh, Kimmy, being the subject matter expert who is grin- grinning and shaking her head, probably has a great opinion on the matter. So we wanted to hear what she had to say about it. Yeah, gosh, it's a frustrating, it's a frustrating situation that happened. So I think having to know that they're teenagers is really important to keep in mind. They're all young girls, you know. And just thinking about their future, like we talked about already, this drop off of when you're done competing, like what's next? So I like, I feel like I look at everything with that lens. So like the situation itself is not black and white. You know, you have to take into account that the Russians are training a lot different than how the U.S. skaters train or how U.S. athletes train in general. Like we have parental involvement here. You know, it's a lot. You don't just do what the coaches said. When you're a Russian athlete, it's extremely different you know, they definitely are like, government has a lot more of a hand in it as well. And like, whatever those coaches say is that's it. They, if you, if they're like, here, take this, you have to take it or else you're like kicked out of the school. So it's like, not the same kind of situation here. I don't know if she knew what she was doing or not, but like testing positive for a substance is still a positive test. So in, in the drug test world, it's like, that's black and white. You're tested positive or you tested negative. So like, as much as it sucks that she was the favorite and, you know, she is not gonna be able to compete. That was the move. And also just from like a mental standpoint, what were we, what were they doing with this 15 year old girl and not just her, but like the other two girls. I mean, I don't know if you guys watched it and if you watched the like whole situation that happened after the competition was over, but that was like one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. And like, I don't get to emotionally invested in skating I love skating but like I love being an athlete and like I do watch skating but I don't get like crazy about it I have never just like sat there and cried about anything in my life like that it was horrible I mean it was just so depressing and just thinking like of what that means for them in their world I just I just couldn't believe it and I'm like we just all the adults there failed them allowing them to compete and like their coaches the coach never even stood like my husband and I were discussing it too. We're both coaches. So like you think about a situation with an athlete where something like that was happening, you would want to try to protect your athlete a little bit, you know, maybe step in and be the one who's got to field questions from the media or like do something to maybe shield them a little bit. And like, none of that happened. And I'm just like, what, 
the hell? Like we're literally just forgetting that they're, they're teenagers and children. And, you know, she was definitely in the wrong to take a substance, whether she knew or not positive test, positive test. She should have stayed, not, you know, competed. It wasn't against her as a person. She's actually one of my favorite skaters. So it was like, just so disappointing, you know, but it just gets me fired up. Cause I'm like all of these adults around her and around the other skaters really let them down. And I yeah, just that's hate tough. that. That's a, that's a tough yeah. pill to swallow, especially for, especially for her. And, and like you said earlier, how, how the government kind of, kind of rules things when you're, when you're selected to go to the Olympics. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean it's shitty. A different situation than us athletes, you know, than what they have to go through, but it's not fair to the other competitors as someone who's like, I was at 14, just very aware of what I was putting in my body. I would not eat poppy seed bagels to save my life just in case, you know, like, yeah. I, you know, it's just like, you're, you're aware of it. And I'm, you know, again, like, I don't know if she knew I have a, I have a suspicion she didn't know, but I have no idea. I just, you know, I feel like we kind of all knew that, that, that coach has some different methods that are probably will definitely not be acceptable here in the U S and I just, I just hate it. I just don't think that it's, I just don't like that. Yeah, it looks terrible for the sport. It looks terrible for their lives. Like they have to go live their lives. Now the Olympics are over. So, you know, now what? It's just yeah. kind of like, did we just forget about that? <laughs> yeah. Like mental I mean, health that we talk about it. Like nobody gave a crap about it. And the actual situation just really, really fired me up. Yeah. I mean, the outrage from the skating community was kind of seen everywhere. I mean, uh, uh, the NBC's uh, broadcast team, Johnny Weir and um, Tara Lipinski, mm-hmm. they were vo- very vocal throughout the whole skating competition about their uh, displeasure, how it was handled and, even when yeah. she competed, I mean, if I remember correctly, they just didn't, they, they refused to speak on her, on her program. They just let the camera yeah. watch and they said that was, that was, uh, you know, that was it. And yeah. we're done. It, right. it was crazy how yeah. the, the broad outrage for uh, what had transpired and how it was handled by the Olympic committee and the agencies that dealt with the testing and everything. Yeah. Right. I totally agree. I mean, it, it just, it's so disappointing too. Cause you know, like I said, I was really looking forward to seeing her compete. I think that there was a lot of like misunderstanding of what, where the outrage was coming from too. Cause you know, just based off of like things I tweeted and what people said back to me, sometimes it's like, you know, it wasn't a personal attack against her as a skater. It's like, no, I just wish the best for that young person. It's just the situation. Like what the heck? Like she was, she has a team. And like the right decision would have been to not allow her to compete and not allow her to go through all of that additional stuff and to not let the other athletes have to worry about it and have that in their heads as well. Like it's a stressful enough time to be competing at the Olympics. And now you got all this other crap happening. It's like, what was that? Well, thank you for your, uh, (laughs) thank you. Thank you for your hot take on, uh, on the situation. Um, We're going to run to our next segment, which is going to be hosted by Tony. Hi. So (laughs) this this segment is, uh, be advised. Your question is idiotic. Uh, we're going to ask you a series of idiotic questions and just answer them as best as possible. Everyone can kind of answer. Yeah. Just, uh, hold on to your seat because it's going to get once again, once again, full judge, there will be a ton of judgment. So good. I hope so. I'm equally judging. (laughs) Awesome. Great. (laughs) All right. So first one, uh, if you could be a ghost and haunt one person, who would it be? (laughs) this takes some serious thought hang on oh, right. no, no thinking here there's hey, this this is off the bat quick gut gut your, your, your husband right it has, has to be your husband i mean oh, it no. has to be yeah just to mess with them it'd be hilarious 
Yeah. All the different things that you could do. And that would be awesome. So I, I see you have paintings back there. You could, you could go in, draw a painting, right. put it on and like keep on until he starts noticing. He's like, is, was that there last week? You know? Yeah. Not, I would definitely not anything, do that. Not anything malicious, like Hasperger friendly ghost kind of stuff. No, it'd be fun stuff. I just like pull the covers up enough that like his feet are out at night. And he's like, oh, it's evil. Oh, you'd be sneaky. Oh, you're like, oh, you that. That's the kind of petty stuff I would do. So <laughs> hide, hide all the spoons in the house or something like that. <laughs> hide the spoons. I love that. Yeah, I would definitely do that. Keep moving around protein powder. Just move it everywhere. There you go. <laughs> I think I, I think I would haunt Tony because I think he'd be really fun to mess with. He already is fun to mess with. So. <laughs> <laughs> leave, me alone. <laughs> leave me alone better yeah <laughs> leave me in peace how about that no scott you have anyone hot uh i mean either you or my firehouse <laughs> one of the two great cool i mean it's, it's just too yeah. easy to fuck with you bud yeah probably prob- i don't know well so i think there's already a ghost at the firehouse so i don't want to haunt that firehouse because then, then there's two ghosts and yeah, I'll say already, there's already potentially one ghost in our firehouse. So, hundred percent, hundred percent. Kimmy, we'll tell you about it later. But we always yeah. talk about about this one ghost. Get- like anytime you're in the shower, like the bathroom stall will slam shut, and like you know, we'll, we'll peek our head out, like when we're showering, we'll be like, um, "Hello." <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna ignore that and close the shower back up and I'm get the fuck out of there. Slowly die. That's what's gonna happen. To yes, me. exactly. <laughs> So I know you probably played a little hockey, especially with your brothers um, and possibly some other events that you've done. So um, who would you go up against on the Mighty Ducks roster? <laughs> who would I go up against? Quick, she's got to Google who's on the Mighty Ducks real fast. No, so I, I don't. don't, I, would. I, don't I, I don't remember. I would, I'm thinking of my boy, Charlie. Because, Charlie? Yeah, because when I was younger, Charlie was just the guy, like, huge crush on that actor Stud. slash player yeah. <laughs> so like, it's gotta be it's gotta be him since he's just endeared himself to me so it's gotta be him uh, i was i'd probably go against the, the knuckle puck guy knuckle pucks <laughs> knuckle puck <laughs> the figure skater guy would be a good one too oh yeah yeah right. i can't remember his name that? but that guy would be great Quan? no it, it i mean it was something yeah. a little racial i mean for yeah. for sure yeah. Have you seen the new Mighty Ducks? I don't think I so. Know, I, I didn't even know they redid it. <laughs> it's on Disney yeah, like Plus. when is it? Like when? How recent is it? It's like last year. No, mm. oh. I, 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 I saw. I usually, I usually stick to, I usually stick to the originals. So it, yeah, I, it kept me entertained. So I was like, you know what? Like they brought back a couple of the old people, and I was like, this, this is cool, nostalgic. I have to. I have to go back and watch it. I'll do it. <laughs> All right. So. Um, one celebrity to play you in a movie, but the only thing is they have to shadow you for three months. So you, know, mm-hmm. you, you also want this person to be a good actor or actor or rather actress and, yeah. uh, you know, be a good friend for three months. And be a good Amber, friend. Amber Heard. <laughs> no. Oh my God. Oh, little, little, cra- like- little crazy <laughs> there. That's that. I'm picking Johnny Depp because, uh, that dude put up with a lot of shit. <laughs> I yeah, feel like he's hilarious too. I, I I've been watching the like seeing these videos and the way she looks at him when he testifies. I feel like Johnny Depp's gonna show up dead one day. Like he's just gonna be dead. Yeah. 
what is her facial expressions all the time though like her, she gets turns more and more into a meme just like the frown i don't i don't know well, it's, it's gonna be interesting because she's yeah. testifying this week i think so yeah you know yeah. It, it, now it's her side to air out johnny's yeah. dirty laundry i'm curious Anywho. so who's gonna play you kimmy uh who would play me i, I feel like i'd want for a friend i feel like i'd want to be friends with sandra bullock <laughs> <laughs> there you go okay so like maybe her because i feel like she'd be fun to hang out with for three months uh, what about a younger version of you because i feel like like in a movie like you're gonna have have to have the 15 year old you yeah i don't know a lot of young i'm like so not hip so i don't know a lot of young actresses oh, at the point in time is olivia rodrigo and i i she's the sure. youngest celebrity i know maybe, what about anna kendrick she could she would work oh she's yeah yeah good. I love uh, Anna. Anna good, awesome, man. She's cool people. Man, yeah. we're, we're going to have her on the podcast next. Yeah, yeah I should. wish. <laughs> I just want to be on you during that time. Yeah. <laughs> Invite me back. <laughs> oh, Who would you pick, Tony? I, that's what I'm trying to pick. I'm, it's I, hard. I kind of I kind of have to go with like, like a brown, chunky person. Um, hey, you don't. You got to yeah. just pick whoever. It says any celebrity, so yeah. Yeah. okay. Pick the rock right. for all we care. Oh, that's I'm got the tan that skin. Yeah, he has a tan skin, man. That's, a, that's actually though so in jeans. That's the real question. <laughs> <laughs> and a leather jacket. <laughs> and a leather jacket with it. <laughs> I think I would pick Little Dicky because he just—I'd want to hang out with him for three months. <laughs> yeah, does the the three month thing is really what throws it off because it can't uh, just be. It. Tom, Tom Holland. I, I love Tom Holland. Tom Holland's a good one. I love yeah. Tom Holland. He, I think he, although the, the British accent really throws me off sometimes. So that might get annoying. Yeah, I know. Did you see Drake's fortune? Uncharted. Did you watch that with him? Oh my God. So me and my wife, were going to go see that movie, but we saw um, Morbius, Mobius instead. It was huge yeah. letdown, huge letdown. Uh, ah, Jared, Jared Leto doesn't with, do it. Should have went with your gut, man. I shot yeah, it's pretty good. I tried. I tried. It's it's always it's always her fault. Why are you whispering? Can she hear <laughs> your, hear you? Is she listening? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, let's let's go on, uh, Scott uh, Johnny Depp. Uh, you know what? I'd probably actually pick Donnie Wahlberg because he's like like Mark's oh, up man. here and Donnie's right here, and Donnie just seems like a chill dude to hang out with. Yeah, he and he, he crushes in blue bloods. I can't I can't argue that. <laughs> Such a modest show. You said you had a nightmare about some. Oh, the dull skates. You had nightmares yeah. about dull skates. Uh, what's your ultimate nightmare social situation? So we're going to add the word social. Uh, so many. <laughs> endless uh, amount of possibility. Do you, watch, amount. do you watch Boz Burgers? Like with Tina? No. Oh, no. my goodness. Um, man. She's seen her, her memes and st- gifts or whatever. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. She's so awkward. <laughs> That's me it. and situation i don't know <laughs> feel like i'm like just so bad at at remembering names and like a lot of a lot of times like we kind of start cycling back to where it was like i didn't really like chit chat too much in high school i was kind of like there for my classes and then had to leave to go skate so like a lot of my friends from high school people from high school i should say they'll be like oh hey kimmy and i'm always like hey <laughs> like leave you know that's probably one of my situations where i'm like uh, Trying to come up with the name as I'm going. See, <laughs> so yeah, for, for guys, it's easy because you just say like "bud," "brother." Especially in the fire service, you're always calling everyone "brother." So I'm just like, "What's up, hey brother? man? 
Right. <laughs> like you're we're Hulk ter- Hogan am, over here. I'm terrible with names too. I remember one time, uh, me and my wife were at, uh, at a bar, and this girl came up to me, and she's like, "Hell, oh, hey, how's it going? Like, you know, how you been? Yada yada." I had, I had probably yeah. like a 10, 12 minute con- conversation with this person, and mm-hmm. uh, she knew my name. Was asking like, you know, hot water. Personal question. Not even, not even that. I think I had a class with her or something like that at one point. But then she walked away. My wife comes up, she's like, "Who is that?" I'm like, "I have no fucking idea." But they knew who I was. <laughs> they definitely. <laughs> yeah. I got I got Scott really drunk one night, and um, he went to breakfast out with uh, someone else the the next day. And a girl went up to her and was like, "Oh, hey, Scott! Like, it was such a great. We had such a great night." And like Scott, <laughs> Scott had no idea who that she was. Yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, we went out drinking heavily and then the following day two of the guys that, that uh i work with in my department were like hey we need to go like go over a couple of things for a class or something like that so they're like let's meet for lunch and grab a beer so i was like that sounds like a terrible idea sure why not <laughs> let's do it <laughs> and i walk into said uh like it's it's like a pool hall bar and um mm-hmm. a very attractive young lady comes up to me and she's like scott it's, that was awesome last night was so much fun gives me a hug both my guys were looking at me like what the fuck did you do that? And and she walks away and they're like, who's that? And I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know, but here we are. Yep. So it's not, it's not just you. Apparently everybody, all of us better. are terrible names. Yeah. All right. Makes me feel better. <laughs> uh, last one. What's your closest near death experience? Oh man. So one time. I was oh, man, she, she one, had, this one, is right one, off the one, top of her head too. There's no thought about this. Jeez. One, one time at band camp. One time at band camp. Um, no, so <laughs> actually, that was pretty. That was actually pretty close. I'm not gonna lie. Were you trying? <laughs> I wasn't. It's just natural. It's just how that, it is. That's gonna be. That's gonna be a clip. That's, that's the hook, right? That's the hook right there. Yeah. <laughs> this one time at band camp. That's the name of the title of the show. Yeah, there it is. Okay, it's always got to be buried in there somewhere. So I'm bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I was driving on like a back road with this guy that I liked and I was like holding his hand and I just had one hand on the wheel and this other car came like flying around the corner and it was like a tight little road. And luckily I was like at a part where like I could just move over a little bit, but like I had some serious cat-like reflexes. This car came flying around was like in my lane and we were like coming at each other like this and I just went like I don't know it just evaded it completely but it should have been like a head-on crash and like I just like and we just like kept driving and then I was like wait a minute did you did you make the those sound effects while you did it too I did in the moment you're that's right I did I think that's what really got me through it was the sound effects (laughs) makes sense to me (laughs) Yeah, obviously, uh, it had, it. That, that, that's what saved it. Yeah. How how old were you? Uh, I mean, I was like, I must have been twenty. I was twenty one, something like that. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I, uh, so I definitely almost drowned in the ocean when I was like, oh man, like yeah. eight. Like a a riptide just came on in, and someone came in, and I could I could have sworn I saw like a beluga whale or something. Yeah, I was definitely <laughs> going toward the light, hundred percent for sure, <laughs> oh, and no. I like. Like the next thing I know is I'm like spitting up water, and, oh I'm, my God. and I'm I'm just a kid, and I'm just like, oh, that sucked. Like, <laughs> well, that sucked. <laughs> that was a close one. But like, I'm I'm terrified of the ocean now. But I, I swim. But yeah. I'm just like, 
No, fuck that. I, I'll do a cruise too. So I guess I'm not really ter- that terrified of the ocean, but I just don't like swimming. Yeah. In in the ocean. scary. I've gotten caught in one before too. Not nothing crazy like that. But I was under there for a little bit of time where I was like, Ooh, "This is getting dicey," and I managed to pop back up. But nothing where I woke up spitting water out. I was just like, <laughs> "They're scary." Yeah. Well, uh, Kimmy, we wanted to thank you for coming on. Um, yeah. Taking oh, hang time on, out hang here. on, hang on, Zach. I'm I'm sorry. I know it's getting long. Um, so this podcast is about, uh, burnout, um, and stress relief because, mm-hmm. you know, people in our kind of field, um, and you, you're definitely healthcare. So, and I, I like to relate, you know, cause we're, we're kind of in healthcare too. Um, <laughs> what do you, what do you do for a stress reliever or when you're burned out, you know, especially that you are in these high pressure situations in the Olympics, like, mm-hmm. you know, what, what did you do back then to uh, de-stress and what do you do now to de-stress, especially that you were going through schooling during COVID and you were doing all your ride-alongs and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, so for me, like the best thing, best stress reliever for me back then and now is I love animals. I have a dog and he's like the best thing. So having him kind of is, forces me to get out and take some time. Hey, uh, Kimmy, does your doing. dog have an Instagram? He does have an Instagram. Yeah. Why don't you plug it? <laughs> it's Keats underscore the underscore Aussie. <laughs> I have, he hasn't posted in a little bit of time. He's taking a he, break. That's all. He's been yeah. busy. But he'll post something coming up here. Just there like you. us. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but no, I mean, hiking, hiking is what I did back then. It's what I do now to kind of really de-stress and just get out, like not, you know, not beyond any electronics. I really, I'm not, a, as you know, I'm not a texter. I don't really like get on social media too often because I just feel like I need a break from a lot of that all the time. So oh, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So back then just like going on hikes and hanging out and like having to do something with my dog, like having to take them out or like, just, you know, spend some time with them. That's not involving like me is really what helps me to de-stress. Nice. Yeah. That, uh, you know, and for people that are listening to this, you know, take it for what it is. Like, you know, she's a, an Olympic athlete that has done a lot in her lifetime. And, um, you know, she gets, I'm sure she gets burnt out just like we do to sit back, go hiking, do something like, don't worry about anything else. Worry about yourself for a little bit. So, you know, we always like to throw that in there for each episode, you know, do, do you dude, or do that. hundred <laughs> percent. Yep. I just had yeah. like a nice meltdown the other day, just like the buildup of everything. And then one little thing to kind of push you over the edge. And I just had a nice nap, went on a hike. There you go. What do you guys? Yeah. It's fine. Awesome. Well, thank yeah. you for, again, taking your time. I know you're busy. Uh, so coming on for a little bit and talking to us. So we really appreciate it. Um, is there, we usually uh, let this time um, for our guests. Is there anything you want to plug uh, as far as charities or uh, your Instagram, Twitter, your TikTok, your dog's Instagram again, uh, whatever you want, <laughs> the floor is yours. We usually give you so. Um, I think the, so I'm affiliated with the Sports Legends and Babe Ruth Museum down here in Baltimore. Nice. And awesome museum, by the way. I, it's so great. And I feel like it's really underrated and a lot of people don't know about it. And I would just really encourage everyone to go check it out. There's some really awesome um, sets they have in there right now. They have a whole little, I don't know, what, what's the word? Why is it running away from me? 
I don't know. Exhibit? They have, they have like my, yeah, thank you. Exhibit. That's what we're looking for. <laughs> they have an exhibit with like my dress and kind of a whole little write up from Worlds and the Olympics, which is pretty cool. But there's also just so many really, really cool things there. You can go down into the archives um, and see some of their their memorabilia that they have down there. And it's just, it's just really great to kind of promote local sports and like local uh, college and high school teams, as well as just other athletes who have been successful. So go check that out for sure. Ah, and, also, and remember also check out Kets the Aussie on Instagram. We should have a, a new, a new uh, post coming soon. Teased <laughs> on uh, right. the Pacos here. Be ready. That's right. Check out Keats the Aussie. Me myself, I don't post very often, but Keats is going to get back into it. He's uh, he's been slacking, so I'll go have a talk with him right now. And all right, yeah, we, go, look, forward, we look forward to it. Go, go to your brother's firehouse and take a picture with Keats. Yeah, I will. I will definitely. Thank you so much, Kimmy, for uh, joining off the job podcast, and um, you know we we look forward to going to that museum for sure. Yeah, thank you guys.